we don't have to do a cold open at all. We could we can just start the show like we used to. Right, you know, like we used to. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> Should we just intro? Yeah, let's just intro. So, friends and family, my name is No, 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 not that. I don't even know. It's been so long. I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> friends and family this is a podcast called life is my superpower i'm one of your hosts steve storm brooklyn new york joining me on the line via the miracles modern technology is my good buddy will freeland will how are you doing hey man good it's been so long since we've talked <laughs> <laughs> oh man so we are pre-recording Another episode. Which is like the responsible podcast thing to do, right? Like, right. we're not like a timely podcast in any way. There's absolutely yeah. no reason why we ought not to just have a stockpile of episodes. And Yes, and, and I think that's how we should approach December next year. Okay. Well, we could have shorter episodes in December, but pre-record them and do just like random things, I think. Mm-hmm. We could do some of those like quizzes and shit online. And oh, those are fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we have a random mid December day where we have time, we could do like um, a Twitch pod. I would love that. Yeah. And stuff because yeah, it's a fingers bummer. crossed, I will still be doing Twitch in a yeah. year. It's a bummer that we didn't get to record live. Right. When Dude, I was we had zero time. I know. For that week that you're here. I thought maybe we'd try and record like at the hotel like before or after carlos's wedding or something and just with all of our friends there like badgering us but a little too chaotic and also i had to get on an airplane at 7 30 or 7 15 in the morning the next day that was also <laughs> an entire you know hour drive away so that yeah. was cool <laughs> so that was cool <laughs> so here's an update for you I have been oh, for yeah, as in like you slash are like thousands of audience members. Right. Yeah. The adoring public. <laughs> the adoring public. I have been getting rid of collections that I this have. This is huge for you. This is very big for me. You're not just a I, collector, you're a collection collector. <laughs> yeah, I am. I do. It's true. <laughs> I mean, people, One might say hoarder. Uh, yeah, it's see that. And so that's my thing is I call myself a pack rat because hoarders keep trash. <laughs> 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 uh, to me, that is the only difference between a hoarder and a pack rat. Okay. okay is okay. that hoarders don't throw things away like last year, like last week's food. Mm-hmm. They keep the bag for their own whatever reason in their head hey maybe you know that that bag has value sure to someone somewhere maybe (laughs) potentially who knows as opposed to like a pack rapper who's a collector because collectors treat their stuff with treat their stuff slightly better than i do because they (laughs) invest in like temperature controlled climates and and displays and so on yeah yeah (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, so you were just waiting for them to become retro. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, so okay. 
it, I learned, I quote unquote, learned my lesson as a kid. I got rid of my Game Boy games. And then mm. years down the line, I really wanted to play my Ninja Turtles Game Boy game that I had. And I looked everywhere for it. And my mom was like, I think you got rid of that. Oh. And I was like, fucking what? <laughs> so literally ever since then, I've just refused to get rid of things. I have all of my old phones. I have. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, dude. I, I have a lot of old phones, but that's just because I'm too lazy to. I have the, every intention of getting rid of them. I just. See, I, I don't. Haven't. I don't know no. why I have. I still have. Yeah. Sorry, I pause for dramatic effect also for drinking eggnog. But I had three Home Depot boxes full of my old video games. Mm-hmm. My old Wii games, which mm-hmm. weren't that many. My old GameCube games, which I had Numerous. very many. Yeah, And my old Xbox 360 games, which I had yeah. like 120 of. And a lot of this is coming from, one, it, it's overdue, I guess, but two... I've been volunteering my gift wrapping Dapper Rapper stuff at this collectible shop that just opened up in town called Dream World. Yeah. And I've gotten to know the guys there and I like them Mm -hmm. and it has warmed me up to letting go of my collections because I know it's going to go to someone that appreciates them and will get as much value out of them as they possibly can. Yeah. And on top of that, knowing them and being friends with them, it encourages me to give them my stuff. So got rid of 200 video games. Incredible. On the first, that was the first run. The second run was all of my off brand Legos. Wow. So like my Pokemon Mm -hmm. Lego Mega Constructs that I had. I offloaded those, all of my old Transformers. Wow. I got rid of my old Transformers too. I know. In the move. That was tough. Yeah. 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 With the exception of Trypticon, because he's huge, and any <laughs> sound waves, because he's my favorite. Right. Dude, okay, so I... Surprise, surprise. I'm known as the, like, Spider-Man comic book guy around yeah. town. Yeah, no, yeah. So, I think the people know. <laughs> so some friends <laughs> and coworkers will just be like, hey, I have this stack of single-issue comics. Do you want them? And I'm like, I'm like no, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like, thank you for thinking of me. Sure, I'll yeah. take them off your hands. Sure. So I took them over and, well, I took one stack over. I found another stack I'm going to have to take for round three. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they there's a stack that they're going to buy. They bought a stack minus two of the issues for 25 bucks, which I got them for free. So that's yeah. a come up. One of them is like the first issue of Venom Lethal Protector and he thinks he'll be able to sell that for $25. The rest are all going to be in like bargain bin. So like yeah. cool. Some of them have like some of the old Todd McFarlane art and so like they're flashy so he thinks he could sell them for like three or four bucks. Mm-hmm. So cool. Two of them one is the Amazing Spider-Man 9-11 issue. Oh yeah. It was Amazing Spider-Man number 36. It's just an mm-hmm. all black, all black cover. Yeah. And that is selling these days for like 70, 80 bucks. Wow. So he wants me to put that on consignment so I can make the most money off of that. Sure. Uh, consignment, when they sell it, they take 30% of the sale. I get uh, 70. Mm-hmm. Also, the first issue of Scarlet Spider 
goes for like 120 bucks. So, wow. <laughs> right? Jeez. So we're putting that on consignment as well. Wow. Okay. The last part of this big offload was, do you remember how I was agonizing like eight, nine years ago <laughs> about that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers first 20, first 20 seasons yeah. thing? That big helmet that has the first 20 seasons. Oh, movies. yeah. That that took up a good part of our apartment when we were living together. It was a big boy. It was the cornerstone of our, uh, of, our of bookshelf. Big bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. It's been in storage in a box since yeah. I moved out from you. Yeah. So it's gone through two moves and has not seen the light of day since. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Design. Yeah. I bought that thing for 700 bucks. Oh, it was shit. at the time, other than my car, it was the most expensive thing I've ever bought. <laughs> so I'm consigning it with them on Amazon. You can buy it brand new for like $1,400 these days. They wow. only made, they only made 2000 of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it's got the little item number. I have number 86 out of 2000. Okay. Yeah. So I have that on consignment. Mm-hmm. They're convinced that it's going to be real easy to sell at a thousand bucks. Wow. And with consignment prices, I literally just get my money back. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He said I could go as high, I could comfortably go as high as 1200 and it would just take longer to sell. Yeah. And I don't personally care too much either way. Right. And so, and honestly, if it goes to someone that's going to appreciate it and put it on a shelf, totally, they deserve to have it. So yeah. I offloaded that. That one, that one was, was hard. Mm-hmm. to let go yeah and they they know how much it means to me and it's since it's consignment i can just take it off take it back whenever mm-hmm. i want yeah but yeah that one was tough uh getting ready for the third drop oh wow yeah more building block sets all of my old anime dvds whoa yeah because they've been in storage for like four moves now <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna do the old vhs how large is your storage unit <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like it's um i think it's 10 by 8 feet okay and it's just it's packed yeah i'm clearing out so pretty much the only collections i have that i'm not getting rid of are my marvel comics and oh, i also offloaded all my dc comics i'm like dc mm. one mm-hmm. and my straczynski non-marvel comics yeah. got rid of those uh-huh. i'm keeping i'm keeping saga and the other the other East to West mm, mm-hmm. and Manhattan projects. I'm keeping yeah. those and sex criminals. It's generally my strategy. I, I get rid of all the books that I have already read and keep the ones I haven't read yet. And I still have a gigantically full shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to get rid of my anime VHSs because apparently there's market for that, mm. but I kept those in cardboard and they have not the best quality. No, they're, they're, they're done. Like Damn. the, and to, Nadesco, yeah. I gotta get rid. I'm getting rid of Nadesco. You're gonna get to burning. I wish I could get to burning. <laughs> <laughs> the, the stone that I kick at a wall will come back as a diamond or whatever the whatever the first line was. <laughs> Nadesco has the most anime anime theme song. Oh my gosh! Right? Oh, oh, you get to burning. <laughs> And then all of my Slayer series. Yeah. 
yeah, but that's all going to the trash now. So I'm, 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 I'm that's bummed. The nostalgia in me is bummed. But if I yeah. held on to them, I'm not going to be able to watch them anyway. Right. But it has renewed my desire and passion to go and recollect Slayers nice. series because I was loved that series yeah, so much. Yeah. So I have to go and find those on DVD somewhere. It's going to be expensive, but it's going to be worth it. Anyway, so uh, that reminds me that you're like the only person in my life who would get this. <laughs> So, you know, I, I have the one of the random things on the Internet that I'm obsessed with is randomizers. And mm-hmm. for those who aren't aware, it, you go, you you take a, a class, you know, some sort of game usually that has like a, a large like lock and key system for items. So like something from a Zelda or Metroid series and you mix up which items are in which locations. And then you can go through an entirely different path through the entire game and have to rely on like weirdly different strategies that completely opens up how you play the entire game. It's really cool. It's super cool. And then a bunch of people race them. There's a huge community for link to the past. And one of the runners on link to the past is named Zelgadis Son. Oh, but nobody gets it. Really? Everyone calls him Zelga. <laughs> Dude, Zelgadis Greywords is the greatest sorcerer in all of anime. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, that's so cool. And every time I'm just like, it's it's Zelgadis Son. It's it's not it's not Zelga D Son. <laughs> So God, this is so cool. He's an, <laughs> he, he's an ogre with like wire, wiry silver hair, guys. Uh-huh. And he's only an ogre because uh, the guy, the sorcerer that trained him in sorcery cursed him because he disobeyed him. And so he's got this like rocky skin and he's light blue and he has this and he wears this like light tan tunic and he's got a cape and a hood and his hair is wiry and then he and Amelia really get along and she loves him for him anyway <laughs> yeah so god it's cool <laughs> <laughs> also for the reason why this came up is the goddess is from Slayers yes in case, in case you guys didn't get the context <laughs> that's awesome yeah so I've been spending the last couple of weekends when I'm in town getting rid of my collections. Yeah, so Marvel 616, well, Marvel and Power Rangers. Uh, I, I'm not letting go of my Power Rangers. Your swords. Yeah, not until, nice. not until years after I get the White Tiger Sword. <laughs> Sounds good. I forget where my Dragon Megazord is. I think it's in the bedroom. <laughs> I don't know why. We role play. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's huge, man. Getting rid of I'm, I'm proud of you. And I, I, I honestly never thought the day would come. Neither did I. I'm not gonna lie. And it's it's all because of Dream World. Like, yeah. If I hadn't met collectors that this is their living and I liked them, yeah, I'd still be holding on to all this. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So that's the update on my life is I'm offloading thousands of dollars worth of childhood yeah <laughs> there you go yep well speaking <sighs> of uh thousands of dollars dollars of childhood shall we talk comics should we talk comics yeah i've got three books here mm-hmm. yeah I'll, I'll refrain from saying what did you read this week yeah don't <laughs> because, dude i swear i've read more but i don't know where they are if they are 
<laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, dude, I've been a mess not having this regular one <laughs> Sunday, every Sunday schedule. Yeah. You, in our text thread, you were saying that you were having podcast blue balls. And I was like, that that sounds serious. It's so, very serious. It's a real condition. That I'm gushing right now. <laughs> but, oh, um, God. But, dude, also, after we review this week, mm-hmm. I'll be up to, like, August, early September of 2021 releases. Wow. A wow. lot. Yeah. Getting so current. Most of June and July's releases were King and Black titles. Because, mm-hmm. again, there's like 20 King and Black books. Jeez. Once we get through that, then I'll be in the fall of 2021. And I'm so excited. So Reign of X 5 and 6 are coming out last week slash next week. Okay. So we should do 1 through 4. Either first or right after King and Black. I'm down for right after. Yeah, because we want to get through Nomon. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so okay, that's what we should do. As soon as we finish Nomon, we're doing Reign of X 1 through 4. That sounds good. There's probably three, four weeks of Nomon left. Probably three. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, and that's about how much it's going to take for me to get King and Black. (laughs) Anyway, so for me for reading for this week, we have Immortal Hulk Volume 9. The weakest one there is, mm, right? Which I'm I'm not gonna dive too much into because I still want you to read it, right? Eventually, when you have time, yeah. And then I also have one shots of Taskmaster and the Curse of the Man Thing. Mm. Is Man Thing the one you were saying that this is a new sort of big different direction for the character? Both of these are. Both of them are. Oh. Yeah. So Man Thing, bigger, different direction. <laughs> Taskmaster, a different direction. Okay. And because these one shots are in direct contrast to their previous one shots that they both had. Mm, Okay. So I'm going to just brush through Immortal Hulk first. Last volume was The Keeper of the Door. And there was shenanigans with basically dealing with the mindscape of the Hulk now that we've right. established that he's got all the different personalities and the different yep. Hulks and they're all working in tandem together. Yep. And the green door is the entrance to the place below, mm-hmm. which is ruled by the one below all, which right. the concept of one below all has been introduced within Immortal Hulk and right. it is now a thing. Yeah, And whenever a Gamma, and it's basically being infused with Gamma is what connects you to the green door, which connects you to the one, the below place. Mm-hmm. And so when you die, you go to the below place and your way back is through the green door. Gotcha. After the keeper of the door, after last volume, we basically have two Hulks left mm. within the mindscape of the Hulk. And it's them trying to figure out what to do next. We have our favorite government man, Gyrick. Oh, yes. (laughs) He's the head of Gamma Flight. Well, Gamma Flight reports to him right now. Okay. Gamma Flight is an offshoot of Alpha Flight. Mm -hmm. A lot of members from Alpha Flight are on Gamma Flight. Like, Interesting. Uh, They got involved primarily because of Lankowski on Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. Titania and Absorbing Man are on Gamma Flight. Okay. And those are the primary members. Oh, and also Samson. Doc Samson, yeah. Doc Samson, another Gamma person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So we basically get... 
One of the supporting characters introduced in Immortal Hulk through her all of their exposure to gamma people is starting to exhibit some gamma abilities. Oh wow. Okay. The UFOs are back. The UFOs, the recently we came across the one one of the UFOs, the girl, I think her name is Vapor. Okay. And she was in Maestro. She can basically turn into any chemical vapor. Okay. You also have Ironclad. He's basically big and <laughs> and metal and rocky and big. sure. You also have X-ray, who's kind of like a living laser. Uh-huh. But not the living laser. Nope. <laughs> but he can basically turn into any sort of like light slash radiation. And so he's training on doing gamma negative rays to deactivate a gamma powered ability. Interesting. Okay. You have this other guy. What is his name? His human name is Simon. I don't remember his monster name, but he controls like gravity and like pinpoint spots. There's a lot of similarities between the UFOs and the power pack. (laughs) (laughs) But the UFOs are bad guys. It's and not terrifying the power at pack. all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the power pack are children. In fact, honestly, power pack should fight the UFOs just to see how it goes. Because power pack should fight hulks. They could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> but like Alex Power is the gravity controller and he's the leader. And the gravity guy on the UFOs. <laughs> Is the leader? It's like when yeah. it's like when uh, Marvel does Squadron Supreme or some one of their other Justice League knockoffs, except they're knocking off themselves and also children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it, it basically the antagonists for these two remaining Hulks to deal with are the UFOs, and it just gives you an opportunity to do more marvel horror stuff mm. like this is the hulk oh, being yeah. blasted with oh with gamma negative no with gravitational pull being pushed away from him oh and so it's like pulling the skin off of his body oh god yeah That's so you can see like his hands are just bones and they're like yeah. trying to grip to the ground oh it, my god dude the the visual horror that they're doing with Immortal Hulk is just mind blowing. It's wow. so good. Okay. Yeah. So you know, ignoring main plot and giving things away, <laughs> we have Gamma Adventures. We have comic stuff. We have visual horror up the ass, and we have how's it end? It ends with we are shown that there is a red door. Oh, okay. Because there's also red hulks. I suppose that makes sense. There is a red hulk. And a red she-hulk and and et cetera, et cetera. And a red she-hulk. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's so, okay, Okay. sorry. The the green door turned red. Oh. And it seems like the door is locked from the below place. It's it's a whole thing without getting into major details. <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah uh, the, the way it ended, the last scene, I, I I need 
I need the next volume. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When I get there, then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the satisfaction of the full gush. <laughs> Part of me is scared that volume 10 is going to be the end of it because it'll end on issue mm. 50. Mm. And that's typically a good spot to end it. Yeah. And that's a that's a solid year-long run. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, uh, four-year run. Yeah. I see it ending. I see Immortal Hulk ending soon, primarily because, I mean, I didn't know what they could do with the last few volumes, but I don't know <laughs> what else they could do. <laughs> sure, yeah. They're getting rid of Hulks. They're bringing some Hulks back. So, like, I feel like we're going to get Bruce and the Hulks to a new understanding, but then shake it up for someone else to take over. Okay. That's what I'm thinking is is going to mm-hmm. happen. I just... I love this title. It's so it's such a fun read. Awesome. I'm having a great time with it. All right. Hell yeah. Curse of the Man Thing. Yeah. So let's jump in. The there. previous okay. <laughs> I guess I guess we should do two things. One, who is the man thing? <laughs> yeah. So the man thing that I know, I guess he was a guy originally, right? Yes. I forget his name, his real name. His name, I can tell you. I think it's Ted Salas. But he's basically, I mean, he's yeah, Ted Sounds. Marvel Comics' spinoff of, of Swamp Thing. Pretty much. So, you know, visually, he's a, he's a big plate of salad. <laughs> yeah, he's got three tentacles yeah. for his mouth. And he doesn't speak. And he, he, like, I don't know, went somewhere and got infused with the essence of all realities or maybe he was man thing first and later became the nexus of all realities but he reacts to fear negatively he like you know will burn you at the touch and he'll attack things that are afraid of him and somehow became the nexus of all realities and something something (laughs) realities pretty much so the the tweaks to that intro is all who know fear burn at his touch. Okay. So, like, if you're not afraid of him, you can touch him and you won't light on fire. Okay. And he's the guardian of the nexus of all realities. Mm, there we go. Which is in okay. the Everglades in Florida. Yeah. Because we can trust something like that to Florida. Yeah. That's fine. What could possibly mm-hmm. go wrong? Florida so, man stumbles upon nexus of all realities. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So, his background is that he was he was tasked with recreating the super soldier serum. <laughs> oh wow. And yeah. That I did not know. Yeah, and so he created this thing called SO2. He was consumed by his work. They moved to the Everglades. His wife sold him out to AIM. And then to keep the secrets, he injected himself with the formula uh, while he's being chased in a car by aim mm-hmm. crashes in the Elver- Everglades. He technically dies in the car wreck. The mm-hmm. over the supernatural waters of the nexus of all realities mixed with the serum and the blood in his veins. And he becomes the man thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> that makes perfect so, sense. Of course. Absolutely. But yeah, so there's a portal in the Everglades called the Nexus of All Realities, mm-hmm. and it basically gives you access to all realities. 
And so it is the man thing's job to guard it. He also can open up, since he is the guardian of all realities, he can open up little portals to yeah. wherever you need to go. Alternate dimensions and such. Mm-hmm. Or even with, can he teleport even within? Yeah. One, okay. He can get around 616. And so that ability is why he was on Luke Cage's Thunderbolts. So Luke Cage's Thunderbolts team was basically Suicide Squad. It was a bunch of prisoners at the raft Mm -hmm. given callers and are allowed to go and do supervised missions by Luke Cage. And they Mm -hmm. use Man-Thing to teleport to where they needed to go. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, Man-Thing... He's got big glowing red eyes. There's mm-hmm. zero emotion you can read from this character. Yeah. R.L. Stein did a one shot oh, of Man interesting. Thing. It was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to imagine R.L. Stein's probably not actually a very good writer to the yeah. to the you well, know yeah. disappointment of third graders everywhere. <laughs> he tried to I mean he tried to do like an R.L. Stein goosebumps book. Yeah. But with man thing and right. in that one shot ted salas was able to like something happened and ted got his consciousness back mm. and so he's controlling the husk that is the man thing mm. he's trying to go and reconnect with his wife but she won't have it and all this ridiculousness and so he resigns himself back to the Everglades. like it was a very sure. nothing story but it's show it shows that Ted can control a man thing. Mm-hmm. Now we get this book and okay. that never happened. <laughs> and that's really the main thing. But we get introduced to this girl that calls herself Harrower. And her great her great aunt is Aunt Augusta, who is from horticulture who previously we've only seen in the Dawn titles, in the Dawn of X title. Wow. So we've got horticulture here, and it's so much fun. I love the horticulture. Me too. They're so cool. And they get their person. They're not the main characters in this story, but like their general traits and personality get off fine here. So That's awesome. It's it's fun. Yeah. So great niece Harrower. She wants to do, she wants to uh, basically, she wants to get rid of humans <laughs> because sure, she wants to wipe them off the board. And after a few billion years of natural selection, another species will get a shot at the top. And horticulture is like, that's not what we do. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we taught you to keep humanity at a manageable size, not remove it from the ecosystem. Everything has a role in the biome, but when an invasive species grows out of control, we're the ones to trim it back. That's science. That's logic. Not whatever that is you've done to yourself. Don't you see this is over the line? And mm. she what she calls, what she's done to herself, she refers to as spellification. So she's m- mixing biology and sorcery. And so hmm. she's just like, she's got these like red glowing lines on her arm. Okay. So anyway, she can like teleport and kind of just do her thing. So what she wants to do is she wants to get the man thing. She wants to use its body to use his man thing. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. She wants just, to- this is a title that's just ripe for every single one of those jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wants to use the man thing to basically launch these trees and spores across the world and burn all of humanity away and let the world start over without humanity. I see no downside. No. So that's her deal. That's what she wants to do. Man thing. I would say man thing has nothing of it, but as soon as he sees her, she rips him apart. Oh. And she basically tears it apart and he has like the skin of man thing to enact her plan. This is broken up into three issues, each with three chapters. The first issue is Avengers Curse of the Man Thing, and then Spider Man Curse of the Man Thing, and then X Men Curse of the Man Thing. Okay. Spires are popping up all over the place. There's one in Wakanda, there's one in New York, in Brooklyn, there's one in London, there's one in Sydney, there's one in Los Angeles, one shows up in Krakoa. People are like taking pictures with it, trying to figure out what's going on. Somebody touches it and then they just burst a flame. And then panic ensues. Avengers get involved. Yeah. And then these little like flying plant things burst out of the top of of the trees and start going around trying to grab people. Everyone they grab light, light on fire. Like so, this light on fire thing is reminiscent of Man Thing. Yes. So yeah, she so she's using she's basically taking Man Thing's thing, thing yeah. and making these spires across the world. Yeah. And so anyone that touches it burns. Anyone's getting touched by these little creatures are burning. And what's funny is. The Avengers aren't putting two and two together that Man Thing might be involved. Sure. Because I mean, pacing. <laughs> 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 yeah. And so the so the Avengers team up. T'Challa is in Wakanda to deal with his. She-Hulk and Cap are in Brooklyn dealing with that one. Thor and Blade are in London. Captain Marvel and Iron Man are in Sydney. Ghost Riders in Los Angeles. Okay. And they're doing what they can. Cap touches some spores. Oh, God. And then spores are starting to go all over the place. These mm. little, like, dandelion-looking things. Oh, no. Those are lighting people on fire. Jeez. If you okay. inhale them, you light on fire. It's a whole thing. And so they're trying to create a perimeter around these trees, especially in Brooklyn, because there's a lot of people like Steve. So. <laughs> I mean, there's two and a half million people in Brooklyn. It's a very large borough. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's populated. <laughs> yeah. So these spores get onto Cap's shield, and then vines just wrap all the way around him, oh, cool. and he gets completely wrapped up, and he just kind of looks like that. And oh, we're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. And then Cap goes into this like vision place, and he's like, what's going on? No noise, no wind, has a weird smell. All right, whoever you are, you brought me here. Let's do this. And he gets this vision of four other replacement caps that have shown up. Huh. Like you've got Nuke, you've got this like oh, red okay. guardian looking guy, you've yeah. got this guy. So they're mm-hmm. all dressed up as caps. So it's William Burnside, Frank Simpson, and the anti-Captain America, and Clinton McIntyre, who was named Protocide. 
He's like, I know who you guys are. Don't I can, you know, I could do this all day, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Just remember it, remind, remembering that first scene from Hawkeye. Yeah. The I can do this all day musical number. Oh my gosh, dude. Right? Dude, I'm so glad. Okay. <laughs> it was so do you have a good time? You I had did. A good time, no, right? it was excellent. Yeah. It's good. I'm yeah. I'm really liking Hawkeye. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm so sad it's only six episodes. It's only six episodes. Wow. Yeah. Four they could only afford six out. six episodes of Renner, I suppose. I don't know, maybe. I think they wanted to time it so it's gonna be done by Christmas. Christmas. Because sure. it's it's very much a Christmas yeah. like story kind of thing. Yeah. And this will be my new Christmas watch. Uh-huh. F Nightmare for Christmas, <laughs> F White Christmas. If my wife is listening, F, <laughs> F die F hard Muppets story Christmasness. Yeah, I'm watching Hawkeye. Anyway, there we go. Cap in this vision place is aided by Ted Salas, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Ted. Hi, how you doing?" <laughs> and so now they're talking themselves out and figuring out what's going on. The Avengers are fighting a losing battle, so Carol saves a guy. She's flying him away, and then a spore got on him, and he just lights on fire in her arms. Wow. And, like, I can't even imagine. And so, like, so she, like, puts him down, and she's, just like, watching this. She's like, how do we beat this? This is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. how do you fight an emotion? Because, <laughs> like, we'll win if nobody's afraid. Right. Also, this is why you never have Avengers and <laughs> team up. <laughs> Because there's 17 psychics on Krakoa <laughs> that could take emotion away yeah, and yeah. we'd be done. This wouldn't even be an issue. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I, the existence of psychics make yeah. for very interesting specific stories. Yeah. But in the world of stories. Totally. It, Breaks a lot of stuff. Yeah. The only reason I point this out is because Carol inhales some spores and she catches on fire. Mm. And Iron Man's like, "Holy crap! Are you okay?" He's like, "Why? Why are you burning? You've never, you've never minded a little bonfire." And he says, "It's not the fire, Tony. I'm afraid of not helping these people." And she's like, "Save your flame retardant for them. I can take the heat." And just like, it's such a good shot mm. of Carol just like standing up. Being like, I got this. She's on fire. She yeah. said, For the rest of the book, she's on fire. And <laughs> just awesome. going and doing stuff. <laughs> Sweet. So cool. Anyway, Ted Salas at the end of the issue is like, Cap, you got to help. You got to go find someone. I didn't create the serum. And you're like, what? Mm. And, 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 and this is where the continuity breaks. Because <laughs> Ted says he's been wandering around this mindscape for decades. Sure. Which would check out if he if, hadn't been. Yeah. If it, well, if he was making the you know the the serum, so like fine, cool. Mm-hmm. But this is where it negates R.L. Stein's run. So fine, whatever, not a big deal. Sure. But then the next issue, we get told that the one that created the serum is he was working with Kurt Connors, hmm. which doesn't check out. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so he Kurt Connors being the lizard from Spider-Man. Chris, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Kurt yeah. Connors being the lizard, which yeah. And Steve is yelling at Ted, and Ted's like, you know what? 
you need to leave. So anyway, Ted Stiles has a grudge against Cap because none of this man thing stuff would have happened if mm-hmm. Cap didn't exist. Slash uh, disappear. Okay. So he kind of has a grudge against him. Anyway, point is Cap gets kicked out of the mindscape. And so he gets he gets out of the vines and he's mm-hmm. back on regular 616. And he's like, we gotta find Kurt Connors. And yeah. they're like, the F. And so they go to Kurt Connors, give him give him the little a rundown. He's like, that doesn't make sense. He had the serum. I didn't like, I helped him with it, but I only checked notes that doesn't yeah. check out. But anyway, but the timeline doesn't either check out either because in the flashback of him working with Salas, he's missing an arm, which I don't remember how he missed. He lost his arm <laughs> in the first place, but Kurt Connors it wasn't decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's, He's a middle-aged man in current 616. Mm-hmm. He he would be a child if this was <laughs> decades. So, and I, I, I'll i give them the out that in the Mindscape, time works differently. But so far, it's been going one-to-one. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, Steve goes to Kurt, and then Vines go and grab Kurt. And Kurt can now see Ted and their... They 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 talk and T- and Kurt's like, why'd you tell him that I did it? It was totally you. And mm. Like, what's going on? And Ted's like, oh yeah, but and he's like, no no, there's no but. Like, this is ridiculous. Oh gosh. And then crap happened, and then comics happens, and then the lizard comes out, and Spy and Spider Man shows up, and the lizard's like, Spider Man, you gotta go in there and talk to to Ted because he's being stubborn and won't help. And Spider-Man's like, why me? He's like, because you have a knack for talking people down from the edge and Mm. inspiring people to be better. You did it with me. I think you're going to do it there too. And he's like, "Um, okay. So Spider-Man gets pulled into the vines (laughs) and has a little one-on-one talk with, with Ted and fucking just, (laughs) I've talked multiple times throughout the year yes. about how like when when can't when other heroes get cameoed into titles mm-hmm. they get bastardized a lot they get like they just want the visual of that a, person mm-hmm. and they then, go through the tone change to, yeah. to act like but yeah. spider-man always is consistently the one that inspires the heart or inspires the spirit yeah in, whoever they need to be inspired like it's never it's never let's bring in someone they're going to inspire it's we need to inspire this person oh go get (laughs) spider-man it's so awesome that's awesome so you know they bring him back and then so spider-man inspires ted to try and then he's like fine i got this and he takes over the husk and man thing is now back and man thing starts sucking in all of the little like flying things and he's getting his powers back and so now things are starting to look up and then we have a he's like okay i gotta go address this and he does this like blood sacrifice thing where he did his first blood sacrifice and he summons a demon and we see from off camera there's expecting someone else. Oh, you should know better, doctor. Speak of the devil and she shall appear. And you turn around and it's magic. And mm. magic is like, the hell do you want? Why'd you summon me? <laughs> okay. Now we get into the third issue, which is X-Men, Curse of the Man thing. Sure. Other stuff isn't too important, but we find out that Salas 
cracks the code by making a deal with Belasco. Okay. And so he is now trying to summon Belasco to try to help or do something or whatever he's trying to do. And but since Belasco's not the king of limbo anymore, right. he he summoned the I guess the argument is he summoned the the ruler of limbo and not specifically right. Belasco. Sure. So that's why magic shows up. So I thought that was a cool little twist. Yeah, yeah. And so magic is like, okay, <laughs> well, I can help. I can help you get this under control. Let's let's deal with this. So she summons basically like her like monster supernatural monster squad. <laughs> okay, sounds like Ileana. Sure. Right. And so it makes me wonder if we're gonna see them in rain, and I just haven't. We just haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. But so she portals in Marrow, Shark Girl. Forearm, I forget this guy's name. Mammobax. Mammobax, yes. And like not Wolfsbane, but another wolf type mutant. Okay. Summons them in and they're like, all right, guys, we got a whole bunch of plants to go kill. A, little, a bunch of plant monsters to go kill. Let's do it. Yeah. So they go and fight the plant plant monsters and eat the plant monsters and all these other things. They deal with Harrower. They deal with her by pulling her into man thing and putting her in the mindscape and trapping her in the mindscape. Then she finally learns fear. And so she starts to burn and then she gets shot out of man thing. And then she burns, burns, burns in the ring full of fire. And then, (laughs) then she falls down as she's burning. She falls in through the nexus of all realities. Mm where previously two members of horticulture had previously fallen. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so now two members of them are hanging out in wherever they ended up landing and Mm -hmm. Harrower is with them now. And so that's going to be something to keep an eye out for later. Yeah. And then the last thing is seven days later, Cassandra Kale shows up oh sorry jennifer kale shows up mm-hmm. and she summons actual belasco jennifer kale she's a sorceress hasn't been in in anything major she's not a major player in any yeah, i don't storyline i looked her up for this and she hasn't done much and she's she she hasn't been involved in any major things so like i can't even be like yeah. oh you know she's she helped with this blah, blah, she did that but like jennifer kale sounds like a name that i should know <laughs> but like i don't know it's it's nothing to write home about so i found out but anyway she summons belasco man thing is there to trap belasco so man thing brings belasco into the like mindscape and Ted is just like, should we finally give my devil his due? And then that's it. And so it's just, it's so Belasco at least mentally is trapped in man things mindscape place with Ted and a man thing basically. And Harrower Biosorceress is hanging out with two members of horticulture in another reality. Hmm. So, wow. Okay. Yeah, we'll see where this goes. I just really like seeing horticulture again. I'm really glad someone else is using horticulture. Totally. It really makes it more likely that they stick around as characters. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I really liked 
I liked the twist that he made a deal with the devil and it wasn't Mephisto, but like he made a deal with Belasco and he tried to deal with it and summons magic. And yeah. that was just, that's a fun little twist. That is cool. Which plays into this other trend that I keep on trying to make a mental note to talk about <laughs> that I never do. Yeah. I, unless, unless, tell me if this is familiar because I okay. feel like I've never talked about it. Okay. But like people getting the title from someone else or a position from someone else and then not having the knowledge to go with that position. Hmm. I can you give an example? Like Thor being the king of Asgard. Oh. But then like Odin has eons of history right. and knowledge and wisdom and that like, Thor on, just dude. doesn't. Yeah. And so, but then like so many times it happens so fast. But um, <laughs> but like so often, whenever that situation happens, it's always the past coming back to haunt them right. because the previous king or the previous ruler, previous title owner isn't Was. there to keep it at bay. Right. Yeah. They did. And, and it's the kind of it's thing like, that you don't like, have time for a debrief, dude. Like you didn't have anybody yeah. else who like, you don't have a security council here or joint chiefs of staff <laughs> to like, you mm-hmm. know. And so like the, the number one is that one, but then the another two is black fury being mm-hmm. the new Nick fury. Right. Where he he came, he got introduced when S.H.I.E.L.D. was still a thing, which is, it's no longer a thing anymore. But he never even got to be the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he's introduced, he's used as an agent, a Nick Fury of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's supposed, he's implied to have the same weight and experience and skill as the original Fury, but everyone knows he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and then... And then there was like the few years when we just had this rotating roster of heads of shield. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody could do shield the way Nick Fury did. Totally. Maria Hill tried. Tony Stark tried. Mm-hmm. Norman Osborn tried. Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers tried. Mm-hmm. Even Sharon Carter tried. Mm-hmm. None of them have the experience and skill and the wheels within wheels yeah. established that Nick Fury does. Absolutely. Of course, S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to fall without Nick Fury at the top. Are you kidding me? It took too long. But, and so, like, <laughs> and and so here is just one of those things where Belasco made this deal and it's coming to like a new head. But now that responsibility falls under Ileana. Yeah. She rolled with it, but I yeah. can almost guarantee she doesn't know about this deal. Like she didn't know right. that that deal happened. Right. For sure. And like, I, and that's just kind of a thing that happens when you have new rulers is they never get to like start fresh. There's no continuity and transfer of power. Right. Which is fine. And it's yeah. not like it should. I, yeah. I would never expect Thor or even, or like Iron Fist to all of a sudden have the knowledge of all the previous kings of Asgard, all the previous Iron Fists. Yeah. T'Challa has an out because he can go to the dreamscape where he yeah. asks the previous Black Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you yeah. leave unresolved? What right. what shit is coming from me that's your fault? Yeah. And so like it's just when that's when that's the first story that you tell, mm-hmm. it it bothers me. That's fair. like I want I want them to start their own 
king title yeah. head not deal Separate with themselves well, now they're not before. here anymore yeah yeah it's 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 like your hashtag not my king type stuff that makes sense anyway anyway last one's taskmaster yeah taskmaster is very cut and dry it's five issues okay one issue of introducing what's going to happen and having three targets three issues of dealing with each target in each issue that's a nice structure yeah and then the fifth issue is the resolution so the change here is that taskmaster has actual memory (laughs) in this and what i mean what i mean by that is in the last taskmaster one shot it was uh called unthinkable Mm. and it was wild it was so cool it explored taskmaster because like taskmaster just doesn't get i guess so a long time ago taskmaster had a solo title and the book is called anything you can do (laughs) but like by the cover art i'm thinking this is like 80s 90s sure yeah yeah he's just always this side character mercenary Mm -hmm. photographic reflexes badass super cool but then he gets the solo title unthinkable and i believe that's where we find out that his name is tony masters okay we explore him in the sense that the way his mind works with his photographic reflexes, it immediately forgets anything extra. Hmm. Like he doesn't remember what he ate for breakfast that morning. He doesn't know like names of unimportant characters. Interesting. Like he just doesn't remember anything that's not adding to his photographic reflex repertoire. Sure. And it was super interesting. And so that story involved a woman from his past from when he was just tony oh his old love showing up and it's him working towards remembering who she is and then you have these this antagonist that has the same photographic reflex abilities of taskmaster Mm. and if they're gonna fight yeah and he has to mimic that guy mm-hmm. then he knows he's going to forget the girl because it's going to take up that space oh cool so it's like this climactic whole thing he has to yeah he's kind of says goodbye to her but then the dude the way that they showed his ability uh, his photographic reflex abilities in that comic was so cool because he would be doing the move and then they'd have a square cell over the body part that had the move and yeah. it would show what the character was. So like oh, if cool. he's about to throw like a shield, it would show Captain America's okay. arm yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, or like uh, when he's going to do like some sort of fighting stance or move, it's, it'll show who he's copying That's and like really their cool. costume part. It was so awesome. And then when he's going up against this guy, they do like this like mosaic of all these different people and so his whole body is just covered in these little squares sweet yeah and then to get the final shot he copies that guy and his and he basically gets a whole square above his entire body of just that guy and Sick. that's how he forgets her name because he's he's replacing that memory with copying this guy yeah and it was so cool that is but cool. it also kind of it locks any future use of taskmaster because he's not supposed to remember anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, that's always been in the back of my mind. And every time he shows up and he makes references to other people like bullseye and all this other right. shit, I'm like, yeah, but you're not supposed to remember that. So oh. <laughs> like it, 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 
it really locked them into a corner. And so with this one, they're basically making it kind of like more like Legion in the sense okay. that not necessarily like fighting personalities and shit, but when Legion had, when he had control, right. <laughs> when Legion had control, so yeah. he can activate and remember who he needs to replicate. Mm-hmm. He's and got this so, whole sort of like repertoire, a whole, a whole yeah, he's got like a Rolodex. Of, yeah. yeah. It's like time to call up this one. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's just kind of cool. So he gets, you know, his go-tos are like copying Hawkeye, copying Iron Fist, copying Cap. So that was cool. It starts with showing that Taskmaster killed Maria Hill. Oh, okay. Yes. That's a big, that's a big deal. Right. And like, why wouldn't you show that? The reason why we didn't show is because he's like, well, I got framed. It wasn't me. Mm. She did die though. According to this. Yeah. Hmm. I immediately believed it because his shield was still there. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. he would have taken the shield because it's yours. Like, right. You know, especially yeah, if you yeah, got yeah. the kill. <laughs> You're right. So first issue is Nick Fury Jr. Saving him from. So an assassin shows up to take him out for taking out Maria Hill. Turns out that assassin is Natasha. Okay. And Black Fury is getting him, is saving him from. All that ridiculousness. Fury tells him about this thing that Maria was working on, Hmm. and it's called the Rubicon Trigger. It's from an old hammer mainframe. Basically, it's a it's a kill trigger for the it's like a fail safe kill trigger for like the planet, basically. Doomsday, best case scenarios, we get wiped out, kind of thing. (laughs) Okay. But Black Fury can't crack it. Because of the biometrics that are locking it. Uh-huh. And it's kind of funny because Nick Fury calls him Tony the whole time. He refuses to call him Taskmaster. Okay. But anyway, the system is locked to the kinesic signature, the gait and body language of not one, but three people. To access it, you'd need to get those three people in the same room at the same time, inputting within 30 seconds of each other. Impossible to replicate. And so Taskmaster's like, oh, I get it. Impossible <laughs> if you're not me. Can you do it? Can you imitate these people? I think so. But for something like that, video won't cut it. I'd have to observe them personally up close. Damn, I was afraid of that. Why? Who are the people? Phil Coulson, uh, director of the Squadron Supreme of America Project. <laughs> Okoye, director of the Agents of Wakanda. And, and Ami Han, director of South Korea's NIS Tiger Division. Top spies from all around the world, surrounded by some of the most dangerous people to ever exist. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, and Nick Fury doesn't know how Phil Coulson is back because Deadpool killed him. Right. And we know because we read all the comics that (laughs) Mephisto brought him back. But anyway, Taskmaster gets super close to Phil, sees him, copies him, and he's got it locked away. But in doing so, Hyperion gets involved, and so he has to figure out how to deal with Hyperion. They knew Hyperion was going to be involved, and so he set things up, and he used a boomerang uh, arrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> boomerangs. Yeah. So we also see in a flashback that Fury has that. I, I sent you this picture, the, um, the Argonite, that mm-hmm. is the one basically doesn't exist crystal that is Hyperion's weakness because he is Superman. He needs a glowing green crystal. <laughs> he needs a glowing green cup tonight and we're going to call it Argonite. 
So he makes an Argonite arrow, puts it uh, on a boomerang, and stabs him in the back, gets away. He could kill Hyperion, but he's not trying to draw the attention, so he gets out. Anyway, the next issue is dealing with Amihan. She is also White Fox, the last Kumiho as introduced in a Marvel, uh, in Marvel feature fight. So mm-hmm. he infiltrates the Tiger Division in South Korea, gets up close to White Fox. There was a fun little exchange because like White Fox, I know Silver Fox and he is much older. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. <laughs> gets the copy there and then he goes, he dead drops into Wakanda and fights Okoye, gets the copy, blah, 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 blah. As he's doing this, he's realizing that something is wrong. Something feels off. What would cause Fury to activate? Why? Who's pulling my strings? I don't like this. And in the fifth issue, Black Widow, in all these issues, Black Widow, like just barely catches up to him. They have a little scuffle and then he gets away kind of thing. So she finally catches up to him. Tony Taskmaster is putting all these like pieces together. And he's like, wait, 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 almost got it, almost got it. And then he's like, oh shit, that's right. Grabs Widow's hand before she stabs him to death. And he's like, Maria Hill's not dead. Widow's like, you're a liar. And then off screen, you get Natasha, don't kill him. And look who it is. It's Maria Hill. So no, she's not dead. I just couldn't <laughs> tell you that until right, we got of to this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so turns out Maria Hill did find the Rubicon trigger. She didn't know how she, she has the kill code. It takes, you have to, you have to put it in, in the first 60 seconds of activating Rubicon in okay. order to get rid of it. But she needed people to start moving and to go into play in order to get the three people to unlock it. And it was easier to get Taskmaster than it was to get the three top spies. Yada, yada, yada. Which, okay. (laughs) If you think, if you really think about it, which don't, but if you did. (laughs) Sure. Rubicon Trigger is from Hammer. From when Norman Osborn took over S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end of Secret Invasion and created Hammer. Okay, So why would these people... Yeah, Yeah. Phil Coulson wasn't introduced yet. Okoye was not in in the position that she was in now. Mm -hmm. I honestly, I feel like... I I can't confirm this and I haven't (laughs) looked it up, but I feel like Okoye was introduced in Black Panther and... She she was brought into six one six after that, but I don't actually know. You mean the movie? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah sorry, <laughs> she was introduced <laughs> in the movie Black Panther, yeah. and she was brought to six one six after that. But I so. have zero yeah. actual clue. And then Ami Han introduced in Marvel Future Fight way after yeah. uh, Secret Invasion happens. Yeah. So like, how how are these the three kinesic biosignatures that mm-hmm. are needed for this Rubicon trigger, but whatever, it's not whatever. a big deal. And we're yeah. telling a story. So anyway, Taskmaster is doing the three movements and then it the, the, uh, the, the signatures are accepted and he's like, you know what? F this, I'm nobody's chump. And <laughs> so <laughs> Maria, so as soon as the three are put in, says, welcome, welcome to Rubicon trigger, director Osborne. And says, I'm going to feed you the kill code. Get ready to enter it. That's what Maria Hill says. And Test Message says, Rubicon trigger, activate. Okay. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, um, fucking what? And says, activation, <laughs> Rubicon trigger, commencing orbital strike in 60 seconds. And then he just leaves. <laughs> so he lets he lets Natasha and Black Fury and Maria Hill scramble to deal with this. Nice. And Taskmaster says, relax. 
this is in like text boxes. He's like, relax. They'll save the day. They always do. But it's about time that they remembered who they're dealing with. (laughs) Need a bastard? Call Taskmaster. (laughs) Yeah. So it's basically just, it's kind of reestablishing a different kind of Taskmaster in the sense that he has memory. (laughs) He, (laughs) He can watch and copy and store and like recall later from like a Rolodex, like opening a save file on a computer. Right. And it was, that was pretty much it. Nice. It wasn't an amazing story, but it was kind of a fun read. I like Taskmaster in general. I don't like him enough to consider him one of my top like characters because he's no Doom, he's no Iceman, and he's no Spider-Man. Sure. But, <laughs> but I do really like him. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that this inspires more people to use him than over just a trainer. Because like he was for a really long time for aim he was the trainer for aim or mm-hmm. a trainer for hydra or for the, all the goons and stuff. avengers academy or, or initiative for the avengers or whatever academy for the initiative yeah that's typically what he's used for which is a yeah. great use of his powers i it's think true. it's very that's a very inventive use yeah but i think that they you could do more with him yeah and so i hope that they do i hope that Taskmaster being in Black Widow, Taskmaster getting this one shot, Taskmaster always showing up as a side villain in Marvel video games. Mm-hmm. He's always in people's minds. And so, like, I hope that eventually someone's going to really run with him and do something crazy that's not, oh, I don't know what I had for breakfast this morning. Because that was a really cool run, but it really put him in a corner. I want them to open up the doors for him. Totally. <sighs> anyway. All right. So that was my three books for the episode. Awesome. Well, yeah. I did not prepare a second chapter of Nomon in the time since we last recorded. <laughs> well, what are we going to do, man? So I have a uh, I had a quick idea here. So when on my recent trip out to California, I um, was watching some movies on the plane. I watched the movie Knives Out. And what'd you think? I liked it. I thought it was Me good. Too. Yeah. It was nice to, it was nice to have a murder mystery movie. It felt mm-hmm. like a nice change of pace. Dude. I, I hate that. Like I called it and then there was like two scenes that made me like step back from my calling. And I was like, ah, maybe not. Yeah. And then they were just like, ah, you were around the whole long. Bam. And I was like, ah, damn it. Yes. <laughs> The other movie that I watched, quick aside here, the other movie that I watched was Eat Mountain 4. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you ever watched any of the Eat Mountain movies? I only watched the first one. Okay, and I'd like, only seen I the know first the one fourth too. One, I think the fourth one is on Netflix. But when it came out, I was like, ooh, but I didn't watch the other two, and so I didn't watch them. It was very interesting. It was like, it was the exact mirror image of Shang-Chi, which I watched on the plane ride back. And it's like, just the moving back and forth between San Francisco and China. <laughs> like they spend the exact opposite minutes. No way. Or like scenes in, in each. Yeah. In each movie in those cities. And it was a lot of fun. Ip Man was so Chinese in the like cinematic style and the action style and the like acting and the character beats and Shang-Chi was so opposite, but you could tell that both were trying to like appeal to the other market, mm. you know, but also like 
incredible, like, propagandistic works of, <laughs> I don't know, of, of the home country's values and so on. Mm-hmm. It's It was, you know, a little more blatant in Ipman, but I think that's always the case for another culture's propaganda. It's much easier to spot. Just like right. an yeah, ongoing conflict sure. is like the U.S., the, the evil imperialist U.S. military, which, hey, no complaint from me there, only use will only use karate in hand-to-hand combat and not kung fu. And there's an ongoing thing besides the horrible mistreatment of Chinese Americans and Chinese nationals in Chinatown is, you know, we have to defend the honor of kung fu and show the world that kung fu is superior <laughs> and and people get very very animated about this in a way that's like this can't be your overriding principle right now with all of the other things going on but whatever <laughs> right aren't you thinking a little small <laughs> you just like have to this this isn't about like your daughter being bullied or you know completely being just mistreated everywhere no this is about proving that chinese ways are superior cool but anyway so knives out (laughs) so knives out so we're both fans of nando v movies and Mm -hmm. he has a series called the missing scene one small change one small change sorry where there's you know there's something that um something small that kind of might turn the whole thing on its head and I want to, I had an f- idea for that while I was watching Knives Out because it felt like there was room in that movie for one more twist. So Knives Out, right, it's this story, uh, it's a murder mystery, the sort of family patriarch, he's a mystery novelist, dies. And it's being investigated by nominally the police, but mostly Daniel Craig's private investigator being investigated as a murder. They've got all of the different family members in as suspects being questioned along with his caretaker, who is, I believe she was, uh, was she Colombian, Ecuadorian? She's she's from Latin America. You know, she's got visa issues or, you know, her her mother's in the country illegally or, you know, without a passport, et cetera, et cetera. So without documents, I should say. So that's, you know, a big thing that's going on. And the novelist leaves all of the money to her in his will, writes all of the ungrateful family members out of it. And kind of the overriding reason for it all, it's kind of beaten home over and over again, just with the outrageous portrayal of all the family members is that they suck. Like, (laughs) and and they're not good people. They're not good people. And moreover, their dependence on his money for their whole lives is what's turned them into bad people. Mm-hmm. And this not being written out of the will, being cut off from this fountain of money will force them to just be their own people finally. And that this is, you know, an overwhelmingly good thing. So that makes sense. But the question is, why does it go to her? Mm. And the answer Kind of. I mean, you know, they grew close in his final years of life and they keep coming back to the metaphor of playing Go together. And this may be another influence of Nomon on me because, has you know, Kyriakos and Kyriakos's first chapter, he plays Go with that Chinese billionaire who says that the game has Miyoshu, just, a, you know, sort of an ineffable or creative 
beauty quality to it. And it's, you know, it's a fantastically complex game. And they have a couple conversations about Go throughout the movie that it's, you know, it's about, essentially it's about storytelling, right? The only thing that anyone can say about, uh, was the character's name Marta? Yeah. Sounds right. The only thing anybody ever says about her is, well, you're a good person, you know? You're in this position because you're a good person, essentially. But she kind of shows... Uh, some some ambiguous moments, right? Like when she's talking to the granddaughter, Meg, and Meg is trying to talk her, this is after the will reading, and Meg is trying to talk her out of keeping all the money for herself. And Martha kind of says, well, now that it's my money, I can make sure that you finish school instead <laughs> of like, in, and she has a similar scene with Ransom, and she has a similar scene with Walt when he appears at her apartment building, just kind of like taking control. And then at the very end, the the very final shot of the movie is her standing on that balcony, watching the them mug. all. Yeah, and the mug, mug says, my, what, my house, my money, my rules, or something like that. Yeah. And, and she's got a very sort of cold look on her face. She seems like in control in this is this doesn't there there just seemed to be enough ambiguity for me in her character and the reason why she was chosen or enough missing there that i felt like there was room for one more twist and the twist is that she doesn't actually throw up when she lies oh wow she can throw up on command Wow, that would be real interesting. And she's been planting it for years with everybody that this is a thing that she's got. And there, there would have to be another scene earlier between her and the, the patriarch, the, the mystery writer, Harlan, that the reason that she can, she can beat him at Go and nobody else can is because of the creativity in Go. She is a... You know, she can weave plots and, you know, counter plots and, and see everything that's going on and steps ahead even better than Harlan can. That would be that. Okay. And, you know, the, the earlier quotes about Harlan are, you know, he, you have to be part of his game. You have to be, in order for him to interact with you, you have to, he has to have some sort of game connected to you. And... It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive with her being a good person. I don't think any of this overwrites that. In fact, I think it you know, might even help demonstrate it even more. Like The reason she's worthy of this money is because she actually needs it. It would do good for her life, and, and it would do bad things for everybody else. But the reason that she got in this position or got this close is because it establishes even further what she's good at, why, where her creativity, where her talents and, and strate- strategic thinking come from. Why w- was she able to beat Harlan? Why was she able to beat Ransom like a drum? <laughs> and, you know, still kind of leave room for that same ambiguity, but give her much more agency as a character and throw in one final twist in a movie that was full of them. That would be real interesting. I mean, I feel like that changes the 
character that I think they wanted Marta to be. It, it makes it so there's no good people, for lack of a better... I don't think that that necessarily means she's not a good person. Yes, well, she lied, then, and yes, she's plotting, but it... I, she's. But I guess then, because then, I guess where I go with that is that she manipulated the writer into giving her the money. I don't know if it's so much... Manip- I mean, I don't know if it's if so she, much manipulation. If she, if she can plot... If she can plot that many circles, I mean, then to keep her mom in in the country and to give herself like a life of of happiness slash luxury, right? Then she will make it so the others are written out of the will, so she can take the will, and she doesn't even have to marry anybody to do it, right? <laughs> I, I guess, I guess that would if that were her next twist that's where i would go and then that, I, that I would think take would, it away. you would need a lot of earlier scenes of her and harlan discussing this plan together while playing go and you know it would build up where they're basically discussing the plot as it unfolds right mm-hmm. and he says well and and some of them are are him trapping her I write everybody out of the will and leave it as you. You're, and then I die. You're the suspect. And, you know, and it builds on and on from that as they kind of, you know, turn the tables on each other in the course of their game. And then she places the last piece and she says, but if you've got one thing, I don't actually throw up when I lie. I throw up on command. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Again, I, I don't think it's necessarily means she's a bad person, but I think it, makes the ambiguity behind her character more interesting instead of saying like, is she a good bystander? Or is she a bad bystander? It's, is she a, a good mastermind or is she a bad man? Or, or mm-hmm. basically it's, is she a good bystander or is she a bad mastermind is the thing that you're questioning throughout that movie. And instead it would be, is she a good mastermind or a bad mastermind? Yeah. So this is my, my coming at this is having seen it like, gosh, like a year ago. Yeah. And not like a week ago. Because <laughs> my memory of her face at the end was not cold. Mm-hmm. I didn't think she had a cold look on her face. So like, I guess. I think I was already formulating this plan. This, this, I, I was, I was trying to sniff out the twist early. Like <laughs> as I was watching it, I was like, okay, but, 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 and then it didn't come. And I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I might have so, been seeing what I wanted to see. Well, and so and that's and that's kind of like that's I think that's where our two approaches to this it, it, it differs because this train of thought as it was presented mm-hmm. comes from seeing her face differently than I did. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. In in my mind, it was like hooray me kind of like stop looking down on me. Now I can look down on you, kind of. I see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, not necessarily just like, ah, yes, all is according (laughs) to plan. Yeah, (laughs) like cold calculating type thing. But to your defense, I never saw her. I guess she's she continually was portrayed as like the lucky bystander. Yeah, until that climax scene where she like re- retold her story and then held back the vomit mm-hmm. for like 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah. 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 
that was a, that was like the first time we see a Marta that is like planning things out with the exception of, I guess the go playing, but I guess I didn't, I don't know. I have to watch it again (laughs) 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 because dude, go, go is absolutely like a set up a trap type game. Yeah, totally. And that would be, that would be really interesting to have more of an emphasis on that kind of approach. Yes. For sure. Yeah. It was funny because like I watched it and I get I don't I don't think I gave it enough attention at the beginning of the movie as mm. I was watching. Because mm. I didn't know what I was getting into. Sure. Yeah. And then and so like everything was like scene to scene. I was like, oh, this is fun. Oh, this is fun. Oh, that's kind of mm-hmm. weird. Oh, they're kind of quirky. Blah, 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 blah. And then like halfway through, I'm like, oh, but the ooh, ah. It's like I I think I think I got into it too late to really come up with any sort of defensible opinion position on yeah. what what else we could do with this kind of story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's fun. I like that. That cool. would, oh man, that would be real. That would that would be really cool. That that. Good, good, nice, uh, nice one. Small change. <laughs> Thank nice you. Thank you. Small Thank change. You. Yeah. It's funny because I, th- I want to say that Nando has a movie, um, a video on Knives Out. Oh, now I need to go watch it. I think. Gosh, I'm not a hundred percent, but we have a we have a weird episode today, so let's just take a yeah. second and go and look. Nando V movies. He has a uh, he uh, he has a video on Hawkeye right now. And he does this. He does this for every like halfway point. Uh huh. He does. He does a video on whatever. And I'm just like, man, crap. It's entitled "Who's Hawkeye's Real Villain?" I'm legitimately curious. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I so I know Just Right did a Knives Out video, and I I I liked it. I should send that one to you. It's it's um. Going off about the storytelling in Just Right. I mean, in, in Knives Out and how cool. good it is. I think, unless you got anything else, wouldn't mind calling it here. Well, I guess I would say just like a little look back on the year because we started this year. We did start this year. Our pod started January of 2021. And here we are like 40 something episodes in. This is episode number 40. Excellent. Uh, Just having a great time, man. Totally. This has almost caught me up on my comics and has kind of like reignited that fire of getting into my comics again. Excellent. So I appreciate this idea that you primarily you have had of doing this podcast. And I am really looking forward to whatever we're going to do next year. Yeah. Could be totally different. We don't know. Well, I mean, like, we've got, you know, thousands of listens, mm-hmm. I think, right? Or maybe a thousand listens. Something like that. For only, for only having 40 episodes. Not too bad. Having, dude, even having triple digit listens is it's not too shabby. And it's, just, it's, it like, and I think we've learned a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, totally. We, I think we finally figured out our structure. I do kind mm-hmm. of, I do kind of miss. 90s x-men a little bit i'm not gonna lie so uh, yeah <laughs> I, I know it's i know it's not the most exciting thing to get back to <laughs> it'll come it'll come, it'll come. 
I've been having a great time and our our quote unquote team has expanded. We've got Nips here now. Absolutely. Uh, doing our editing for us. And it's been just an absolute lifesaver. Yes. Got to see him at the wedding and I got to tell him mm-hmm. that in person. And Nips, I know you're <laughs> going to hear this. So thank you again. Thank you to everybody who's listened to the show, who's, yeah. who's left a comment about it. Thank you to everybody who's asked questions that we can address on air. We'd love to get back to that. Absolutely. So yeah, just, you know, the, the first year is always the hardest of like figuring things out, getting things going and like finding your voice. And I'm really proud of what we've made. I get really excited when I hear more people listening to, uh, like telling us that they've listened to our pod and they're having so much fun with it. Yeah. Like when people listen to an episode and then they talk about how they want to go back and listen to more, or they just binged four episodes, Carlos. Like it's just, it's um, only four. Uh, it's it's not. Is it is it humbling? Is it? Yeah. Is that the word? I don't know. It, it makes me feel some type of way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. So shout out to everyone that has as listening to this episode. I, I hope to you know create some more avenues to get people involved, get people on the pod with us asking questions, giving us feedback. I love the structure we've got, but I'm so happy to do more or change it up, especially after I catch up on comics. There's (laughs) going to be some weeks where I'm only going to have like one or two books to talk about or sometimes no books. So like having some flexibility and some backup choices is going to be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Because this is only going to last for another couple months and then I'm going (laughs) to have to figure something out. For sure. But yeah, so thank you all being here thank you for an awesome 2021 thank you steve for super thank fun you 2021. will yeah this i i just i'm just so happy that this gives us a opportunity to make sure that we hang out and talk every single week that's that's also true the, the cold hard truth it. yeah the cold hard truth is we would not be in touch <laughs> uh we're both terrible at keeping tough people yeah. <laughs> but i mean like we've got facebook and we'll like things and and stuff like that but like uh having actually having video conference talk uh, talking face to face and and talking about something we're both passionate about is hell yeah, been man. a lot of fun. So with that, I think you know. Final shout out to everyone. Hi guys, go follow me on Twitch. Do it and <laughs> go listen. Go go to his uh, stream tonight. In fact, yeah, well, I stream on it. I stream on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. Today is Sunday, so if, when we're recording, topic, yeah, we are recording on a Sunday. <laughs> typically anyway right. shout out to everyone shout out to steve shout out to new york and brooklyn and 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 shout out to me and santa barbara and yeah. i guess we're gonna put the outro music here that's a good spot for it i'll see you in the new year i'll see you in the new year i apologize in advance for losing my mind about the end of no model <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right. I'll catch you soon. Yeah, take it easy.